in a world where podcast hosts have day jobs. You're fired. Where podcasts arrive late. And where general chaos ensues. One podcast arrives to check all of these boxes. And that is the transcontinental team. But in reality, guys, we're so sorry that this episode is late. Hannah started her new job. I started a class. And you know what? We may have been fired, but we have been immediately rehired because we are integral portions to this podcast. And it does not exist without us, unfortunately. So we decided to just give you a quick tea that we've had in the vault for a while. She's been stewing, she's been brewing, and she's ready for release. And so we hope you like it. Next week, we'll be back with a full-length episode, which could be good or bad, depending on the person. I will tell you what, honestly, I, things are starting to open back up here. And I went shopping for the first time last week. And I think, you know, when you're a materialistic person, just inherently, you're like, you Mm -hmm. know what? Self-reflection. I'm a materialistic person, but going shopping brought me so much joy Mm -hmm. that I'm like, oof, like I, I really am a materialistic person. Like I didn't even buy anything for me. I got my husband's shoes. Like it was not a fashion trip. I just love to shop. But I will say I ordered some H&M online. So (laughs) I made it for it. Yeah, I was in the city last month to get, I have to do monthly COVID testing for school. Right. So, and I have to go to the Lincoln Center campus, which is in Manhattan. So I went and I was like, well, if I'm going to make that much effort, I'm going to like do stuff while I'm there. So I like walked around and then I was like, what's that? That looks like mm, Zara. Hmm. That's so interesting that you're here all of a sudden. And I didn't intentionally walk towards you. That's so crazy. I literally <laughs> walked by Zara when we were shopping and I said to Luke, I was like, Emma loves Zara. It's if true. Emma we're here. We would have to go in because we just passed yeah. it. And I was like, no. you're very lucky that Emma is not here. There is no passing Becca. Zara. It's <laughs> like, go inside. There's this homing beacon that comes out. It's like, <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> There's a Zara within it's Zara time. <laughs> I do like that, that. That's the Raven thing when she gets a vision. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, where she like turns around to the side. Yeah, she has like a mini exorcism. <laughs> not the hero they wanted, but you're the hero they needed. <laughs> Truly. So yes, I did go into Azara, and like I have some modicum of self control sometimes. And this time, I did limit myself to only a few things. And you like little budgeteer. <laughs> I I mean World Bank. Let's talk, but. <laughs> I thought you were going to say World Health Organization for some reason. <laughs> I was like, they also need money savings. So <laughs> I can't help them. I'm sorry. I need every cent. So. <laughs> How am I supposed to buy new jeans if I give you my money? <laughs> GoFundMe is just to fund me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a GoFundMe specifically. Nobody else. Title there. <laughs> it's like the fine print within the, the ramification or the uh, not ramifications. There are a lot of ramifications to me shopping. That's, that's a fact. But I digress. I just, 
retail therapy, uh, I don't have to even go, like, go through anything. Like, emotionally, I can be fine. And I'm still going to be like, I have to go shopping. Like, I need to. I'm basically saving money if I go shopping. Because if I don't go shopping, I'll order a bunch of stuff online because it didn't go shopping. And right. then I'll end up having to return it. And then if I don't get to the return process correctly, then I'll just keep all the stuff that I didn't like, which I could have avoided by just trying stuff on. Mm-hmm. Oh man, if you have not lived with someone who is like us, or like, if you are not this person, it's so easy to get into the loop. Like you can actually, like you are now the attorney general and you were like, listen, <laughs> there is no way that you're not going shopping. I will present the case to you. And it's like, it's exacerbated by each other. Like there's no say, there's no help from one another when this happens. No. It's not like, are you sure? Should you be doing that? Like there's no <laughs> voice of reason. We're like, yeah. <laughs> so you starting a sale how much 10% what are we doing here we need to go <laughs> why are we still here <laughs> yeah I think also it's really funny because like every once in a while we'll be like do you really need that and you're like you're so right and then we'll go buy coffee like okay well. <laughs> we did it <laughs> we're saving <laughs> like um I saved ten dollars today this is actually like a really great segue though, because we are talking about shallowness and vanity yep. in today's yep. episode, which- And who better to tackle these <laughs> issues? Do I have experience? I, I, don't, I Am I a martyr? Have you say. ever filled out, like a lot of the job applications now have like a skills bar that you're typing in. Mm-hmm. So like if you type research, it'll come up as like however you typed it. So if you typed it every other letter capitalized, I think it would technically come up that way. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's a dangerous tool. Mm-hmm. But I like vanity, selfishness, <laughs> shopping, <laughs> materialism, <laughs> greed, <laughs> self-pity. <laughs> deep internal sadness (laughs) that's all one word though so part of our jobs as podcasters are to let you into the worlds that you would not otherwise see you know like to plumb Mm -hmm. the depths of our own selfishness and our lack of insight into the world and to give you a little window into that and i think that will really actually we're doing kind of the opposite of that today we're we're being advocates and we're actually talking uh, about we're being like good people today or whatever but <laughs> it's because it's a it's an issue that goes a little beyond it's just because having a it affects problem. us directly and therefore we have a huge problem with it <laughs> actually i'm deeply offended by this issue so no really because if i don't have a personal stake in something it's probably like, not getting mentioned <laughs> that's so awful anyway <laughs> I would like to start off this quick tea by saying welcome to the TCT. I am Hannah. And I am Emma. And the TCT stands for the Transcontinental Tea, where we give you tea no matter what continent you're on, we guarantee it. Guarantee. Subject terms. (laughs) (laughs) We make tea puns without even trying to make tea puns now. Listen, if you're looking for an extremely high caliber of wit, where would you go? But here. I cannot think of a better location for that person. I can't think of one. <laughs> I truly, nothing comes to mind. <laughs> so Emma, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, as has been previously mentioned in one format or another, we have personal stakes in the world of social expectations and pressures on how we should look as women. 100%. And in this, we see a lot of double standards yeah and 
we also see a lot of hypocrisy and hypocrisy. <laughs> and you're going there. So I was like, I'm going to beat you there. I'm there. I'm on the road. I was like, I'm already there. <laughs> Catch up. Cut no. off your car. <laughs> <laughs> and I would too, trust me. So, yeah, terrible. Uh, so today we're diving into celebrity issues. Uh, because Hannah, I'd like you to describe the issue that brought us here. Right. So in general, the patriarchy, subsection 244D, basically the problem that we would like to chat about is the photo gate. Which photo gate? There's so many photo gates. I'll tell you. Uh, So Khloe Kardashian recently had a picture, I think, or was it multiple images? It was just the one singular that they are very up in arms about. Yeah. So she had one picture that was somehow released or posted accidentally and it was unedited which is a key feature of the story but basically there was kind of a huge controversy over um should she be able to recall this photo Mm -hmm. why is she upset that an unedited photo of her is out Mm -hmm. is it because she edits her photo so much because she's trying to conceal her real figure etc 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 so mm -hmm. as the true journalist that we are we just wanted to weigh in on this and kind of give our thoughts Mm. and i think it is a huge deal because kind of joking aside like we both suffer from body dysmorphia so it is a huge deal to not only understand how people see themselves but how other people portraying themselves differently can affect how you see yourself Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's that's what we're gonna be talking about so we did find an article because we thought maybe we should like get someone's you know informed opinion versus just our own which is informed in its own way because it comes from direct experience super smart in all ways so here's <laughs> that i will say that normally i'm not an advocate for buzzfeed's articles because they do personally execute them with a lot of hypocrisy as we said because there's a lot of double standards they are much very much so advocates for women's body positivity but they also have a history of um what's the word I'm looking for? Degrading men. Um, yeah, they tend to be um, very female focused in their uh, allyship and in their focus on rights and the way that we are treated in the press and the way that we are identified, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that has to also extend to men. Like you can't be like, mm-hmm. women can only be referred to as queens or princesses and everyone else must be referred to as dogs. Like that doesn't yeah. work. We don't. When we, we, I don't play the all, not all men game because like, I, I, I don't generalize in general. It's just not something that I say one way or the other for the most part, but we cannot deny that men face body image issues. That's not the point of this conversation, but I would just like to say, because our article comes from Buzzfeed, we want to address the issue at hand. So. Yeah. And not all in any argument is just not a helpful response because it doesn't validate the person's feelings. And even if you disagree with them, that doesn't make them wrong. It just means you disagree with them. So mm-hmm. not all is just not a great response, which is something that I've learned a lot about over the last year, because inherently it doesn't feel like you're arguing. It feels like you're just providing another perspective, but actually what you're doing is devaluing their point of view. If mm-hmm. you are responding almost like a, but like it's like you're, you're talking feel, you're talking to be heard and not to listen at that yeah, point and exactly. that's just it's you you can't get anywhere or learn anything behaving that way so we digress that's we just wanted to make it clear that we don't necessarily support buzzfeed they do a lot of problematic things but this article was poignant with our we do however love a buzzfeed quiz so keep we do that's like that there should <laughs> there be quizzes but 
Okay, so the title of this article, and it's by a Shannon Keating. She's a senior culture writer and editor for BuzzFeed. Her article says, title, Khloe Kardashian plays a part in perpetuating unrealistic beauty standards. Why won't she admit that? Subline, it's hard to buy Khloe's attempts at body positivity when she and her family profit from women feeling bad about themselves. So... I'm not sure that that's like something necessarily people think about. I think they definitely recognize the Kardashians are sort of surgery crazy and none of them have the body they were born with anymore. Uh, And I don't know how, I mean, like, I know that that's widely known in some circles, but I don't know how widely publicized it is because I don't see many people talking about the fact that they have, uh, they, so they have liposuction to create abs. They move, they Mm -hmm. do most of their surgeries are fat transfer. So basically Mm -hmm. what they do they'll move different um fat cells to different parts of their body so after like a purification process basically that's how they achieve the large but with a teeny tiny waist it's through specific sculpted liposuction Mm -hmm. and they have other procedures as well i think some of the like more like hair removal and things like that they they more widely publicize you know we all know that we wear extensions you know we all know that that kind of stuff. But I don't think they talk as much about how fake their bodies are. And I don't mean that as an insult. I mean, it is not achievable through diet, exercise, pills, or dreams. Like <laughs> it's, that's not how, that's not how they got their bodies. And it's unrealistic for women to look at that because they do have huge followings. And I personally like Khloe Kardashian, you know, this isn't mm-hmm. for me a negative in terms of who the person is talking, like who the speaker is, is not a negative for me, mm-hmm. but it is an unrealistic body standard because they did not have it until they paid for it. Mm-hmm. Recently, BuzzFeed had also released a, I think they have like an, a blog or something. It's called BuzzFeed News. And I think it's just various articles that they do that are more like professional, et cetera, uh, you know, and professionals in quotations, but they, they released an article titled, Please Like Me, a newsletter about how influencers are battling for your attention. And a colleague of Keating, who wrote this article that we're talking about, says that anyone who's watched enough Kardashian content, including Chloe's reality show, Revenge Body, will know that she has many complexes about her image. Onibata, who wrote the newsletter previously mentioned, writes that she once joked about having body dysmorphic disorder and suggested that her entire family might too, but that she was quote unquote, kind of into it as it keeps us on our A game. And I can't imagine that deep down inside, she really agrees with that statement. No, you can't, you can't, you can't feel okay with being insecure, you know, or disliking how you were born. I think that you, you must be experiencing a very deep hurt if you've accepted it. Yeah. And truly, I, this article, this author, you, we all feel for people who suffer with this because we know firsthand what it's like. Yeah. Now, we don't have the resources to go and get surgery, but if we did, could you say that 21-year-old you would not have gone some sort of surgery if you had the ability I to do it? I definitely would have. I think the other thing, I want to finish reading the original BuzzFeed article, but I think the other thing to quickly chip in is body dysmorphia doesn't stop once you achieve what you wanted, Mm -hmm. because I think it's a really common misconception that body dysmorphia is something that affects people who are 
overweight or who are not their ideal image, whatever that looks like for you. And so therefore you see whatever size you are as not positive, but that's not what body dysmorphia is. The dysmorphia is you see something that is not physically present and you interpret it negatively. But on top of that, it genuinely is a distortion of what is actually in front of you Mm -hmm. based on a psychology of insecurity and of disordered eating. So it, it doesn't have anything to do with you not accepting yourself at your size because it's not even you seeing yourself at your size, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. My biggest issue with this whole debacle was Chloe's response to it and that she, she went on a video of a live after the, the image was released being like, oh, look, this is my normal body. No editing, nothing done with you can edit video. I would just like everyone to know. And you can also control the lighting. You can control your angles. Like it's very possible to look one way, even in a live video, if it was live, that isn't true because you're showing once again, your best angles. Like the still that was taken was her at an angle to her side with her sweatpants rolled down. Yeah. I saw it. And that's a pose I do when I'm trying to look my leanest. So Well, you'll also notice if you watch it that the lighting is indirect light. So Mm -hmm. you don't have any Mm -hmm. image of cellulite. You don't have any image of like lines or um, stretch marks. You won't, all of that will be naturally blurred by the light. You don't need to edit that. Mm -hmm. And I would say one influencer to go follow she does a lot of side-by-side comparisons. Come on, Georgie Clark. Georgie Clark. Yeah. Yeah. She does a lot of side-by-side comparisons of this is what an influencer wants you to see so here's this nice posed picture and she's quite naturally thin and then she does a side by side of like here's a side angle that you are not seeing in this picture of a roll on my stomach or my cellulite or whatever else and it's just a reality check of like every single photo like what you were saying about they're all fighting for our attention every single photo that is I don't want to call it thin centric but aimed at presenting the female body in a specific size lighting or style Mm -hmm. to be attractive or I would say idealized that is an influencer fighting for your attention and therefore fighting for that perception of her or himself Mm -hmm. to be positively viewed so you're not going to put yourself sitting on the couch where you'll have stomach rolls because you're bent over because you're staring at your tv that's not the influencer picture. The influencer pose is like the right lighting, the right angles. You're popping your butt like five inches beyond what it would naturally go to. Mm-hmm. There's no hint of cellulite or the lines that you get when you wear your jeans, like things like that. So yeah. what did the rest of the article say? Well, the Chloe's narrative is that she often gets much backlash when she posts certain things saying that she didn't work for it. And, you know, I understand the frustration but I also think that that is just the narrative that most influencers who are portraying a very specific often edited or surgically altered body type are spouting saying like oh no if you just if you worked hard stop right there because even if first of all fit is it's relative it's subjective it's different for literally every single person it's it's just a word it shouldn't really even be like the identifier truly because it's different for everybody So, but she's saying, oh, we should work on from beauty from within. And it's like, you don't get to say both. And this article states in one way or another, Mm -hmm. Chloe has paid for her body, whether it be in surgery or dietitians or training or in, in, you know, any sort of other 
portion of that you would have to pay extensively for. So, so the, the article is really just saying everything we've kind of said before much more concisely, obviously, because she sat down and actually wrote it out. But she says, <laughs> it's extraordinarily sad to me to imagine chasing down a nice, normal photo of yourself in which you're flat stomached and wide hipped and smiling a pretty genuine smile because it's not staged and edited to observe levels of perfection. I think the other thing to keep in mind is she's not wrong for wanting her picture back. Mm-hmm. That I don't think is fair to say either because and and she said this in an Instagram post that I read of hers after the incident. She was mm-hmm. like, how many of us would be happy if someone posted an image that we didn't say yes to? Sure. And that was all over the internet. Because for her, it's not just like your, my, your page or my page. It's like millions and millions of people that are saving it or reposting it or whatever, which I get. And that's fair mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there shouldn't be an image out there of you that you are not okay with. Mm-hmm. That being said... <laughs> The, the implication that she didn't work for her body to me says two things. One, it is a, like an insecurity of that people won't acknowledge that she does go to the gym. But to me, like the first thing I hear when someone tells me how much they go to the gym is them trying to validate themselves to me. So I, I am worthy because I go to the gym this much, or I I Mm -hmm. am able to lift this much, or I'm able to do this much, or I'm able to run this far. Like you're operating from a space of achievement based worth. Mm -hmm. Like you are only valuable. You are only beautiful if dot, dot, dot. And once you go into the, if you're in such a negative headspace, because what if you hurt yourself? What if you have arthritis? What if you have a congenital defect that means that your hips are no longer viable for mainstream workouts? Your what your self-worth is now tied up in this thing that you've ascribed to it by, oh, I am worthy because I can do X with my body or my body looks X way. And I mean, it's a journey that we've had to go through. So I, I'm speaking from very personal experience, not at all from a high horse. When I say there is no point at which you will be valuable enough for yourself when you start placing yourself on that value scale. Mm-hmm. And like that, that's the first thing it says to me. And the second thing it says to me is, yes, you get a lot of backlash. You're a public person. You obviously get a crazy level of scrutiny, which is not fair. Nobody should have to deal with the kind of things that people say to people on the internet. It's just Mm -hmm. disgusting. So I I understand the kind of dichotomy of it where on one hand, she's a girl who wants her picture back. And on the other hand, she's a celebrity who has a lot of edited photos and who admits to editing and who is perpetuating this idea of not just thin ideal, but completely non-naturally achievable body. Like Mm -hmm. if you were to say to me, I worked for this body, here's all of the hours that I worked to earn my surgeries. That is a totally different statement to me than I worked for this body. Here's a clip of me in the gym. Here's my washboard abs and my 48 inch hips. It's just, it's, it's completely different. It's just, and you know, there are women who have just some time and they're anomalies. There are women with crazy body proportions, like, which is fine. Like, like but good for you. Yeah. But that's like, that's, it doesn't deserve praise or criticism. That's just your body. You know, yeah. like that's it. This is different. This is putting on a mask and saying like, 
this is my natural face. Like it's just yeah. not. And my issue lies with the, the double standard that she herself is perpetuating here that she is totally okay with certain images making their rounds, being released, doing this, this, and that until it shows her in, in, in a very, in a, in a way that she personally has not. Yeah. Like it's a double-edged sword because once again, like everyone deserves their own pictures and deserves to have a say in what gets out there. But it's, it's suddenly an issue now why? Why is this an issue versus these other things that you've put out there? Much more controversial photos of you are out there that show you negatively, but this one's a problem. So why is this now a problem? Yeah, I hear so, you. So I think just moral of the story, because we are really trying to make this a quick tea and we have this <laughs> tendency to be like, this is a whole episode and then, now. And then, and then. <laughs> so I just think that, you know, and I'll add this comment in here that like TikTok and other platforms have definitely assisted the problem because there are girls Ugh. who truly truly believe men too i'm sure but girls is what i see most often who believe that thin equals fit and anything else is obesity and that i think is perpetuated by scandals such as this one yeah because now we see a normal body and it's not okay so now anyone who has a quote-unquote normal body is going to feel even worse about themselves than they did before so yes this family does profit off of women feeling insecure about themselves yeah and i i think the other thing i would say is and this is not i would say exclusively kim kardashian's fault but the number of people that i've seen on like botched and other plastic surgery shows that Mm -hmm. have ruined not only their faces and bodies but their credit they've lost houses to look like her they haven't achieved it because it's unachievable you can't look like another person no matter how much you try because Mm -hmm. that's not the body you were born with but how much people have tried to look like her. And I think it's just a a case in point example of you have to know that you are contributing to this message, whether you say nothing or whether you say a lot about it, but the fact that you are altering your body and claiming it as a natural byproduct of hard work and especially making it into an un, a typically unachievable proportion for me, you're adding a lot of negativity to the conversation, even if you haven't personally said anything that's fat phobic or anything that mm-hmm. body shames anybody, but you're perpetuating that standard because you know, as an influencer, the people are going to be like you because that's the whole career, right? Like the mm-hmm. whole job is get people to buy, like, follow, you know what I mean? So it, it's, it's unrealistic to me to think that this is completely unheard of that they had no idea that they were perpetuating this completely impossible body standard. And I think I would just say to anybody who's looking at these images, also don't judge her too harshly because we have all been in a space where we have hurt other people accidentally because we've been thinking about ourselves and we've been thinking about what is best for us and what we're like our solutions in the moment. And we're not even thinking about how, what we're saying could affect somebody else. So I think as we judge, you know, the situation and as we say, this is not right. And this is problematic on a lot of levels. Also let's give her some grace because she's the one who's in the body, who's dealing with these insecurities and who has to deal with all the backlash. And that isn't easy. So all we can really do is pray and hope that they gain some inner peace because we know how hard it is to be in that space and still in that space. Sometimes like, I don't want anyone listening to this to think that like, because we, 
seem to talk with an emotional maturity about it, that it's not a struggle that we deal with. Like body dysmorphia does not just go away. You know, it is 100% a weekly, if not daily struggle. Mm -hmm. And it is manageable, but not curable. So, um, and don't judge yourselves too harshly if you're dealing with it. It's so easy to get onto the wagon of just self-hate and like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Like at the end of the day, maybe those things are making you feel that way, but you're the one telling yourself that. So the, the narrative has to start internally before anything else can change, you know, like what we've talked about multiple times is change your feed, change who surrounds you. Yep. If you have friends who make you feel that like, um, should you be eating that? Drop them, get rid of them. Bye. You don't, you don't need to earn your food. You don't have to like work for your food. Yeah. If nobody's told you that today, you do not need to earn your food. You eating a pizza does not require an explanation of how you plan to exercise. Eat the pizza. If you want to eat the pizza, try to eat some vegetables because health is important, but you do not need to earn your food. We we like vitality and not aesthetic in this corner. So <laughs> in this chat, we value, <laughs> oh. we also like aesthetics, but in the sense of like, in, in like color schemes, yeah, food boards, <laughs> so, you, know? you know, but I mean, I guess we kind of said all we can say. And sometimes it sounds like I'm a broken record when I talk about this stuff, but it's just something you see every single day. And yeah. so every single day you have to make that choice inside. Like, how am I going to feel about seeing this? And I've had to train myself to think, I know how much that person is hurting and yeah. hurt people do some crazy things sometimes to fit into the status quo or to feel better about themselves. And it says nothing about me and my value and my worth. And I think my biggest issue lies in like this concern that like, I won't be found attractive if I don't look a certain way. And that has been disproven to me multiple times. And yet it's still a narrative that plays. So yeah. once again, this just reiterates that I'm still going through very specific struggles related to the overreaching problem. So don't feel bad if you're in that. And just remember, you're not alone. You know, a lot of us are dealing with the same things. And even if we haven't touched on your specific issue, I promise you someone out there is dealing with it. So you're not alone. You're not dealing with this by yourself and we're with you. We love you so much and drink some tea with us sometime. We don't actually drink tea, but if you like tea, we don't judge. We stand all hot beverages. So we just prefer a little more caffeine if you know what I'm saying. well listen chickens we love you lots we can't wait to chat with you and sip with you some more i am hannah and i am emma oh now that is tea